You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. Welcome to the Dr. Tina Show. I'm your host, Dr. Tina Moore. I'm a naturopathic and chiropractic physician, and I'm here to tell you the truth as I know it. On today's episode of the Dr. Tina Show, I'm going to share with you what I mean when I say that somebody might be a hot mess of health and inflammation, as well as give you exact ways to assess yourself to find out if you are metabolically healthy or not. I break down how doctors diagnose a patient with metabolic syndrome and blood sugar dysregulation, and I tell you how you can do it yourself at home. I'm glad you're here. Let's jump in. Hey, y'all. On this episode of The Dr. Tina Show, I wanted to talk to you about what I mean when I say someone is a hot mess of inflammation. If you have not listened to my episode on metabolic health, please go back and do that immediately. Uh, I think it will bring a lot of insight for you. However... How do we figure that out, right? How do we tell if somebody is a hot mess of inflammation? This matters because the virus is doubling down on those who are inflamed with metabolic issues. And that, I would say, would be the bulk of our country, unfortunately. We also are seeing this in children and young people. And for the record, when they say young people are dying, they're referencing 18 to 49-year-olds. And I've said it before, but I don't know about you. I don't know if you've looked at any 40 to 49-year-olds lately in the US, but most of them are a hot mess of health. So what does it mean to be a hot mess of health and a hot mess of inflammation? I've already explained on several episodes, including that one on metabolic health, why you don't wanna be a hot mess of inflammation and hot mess of health. But I wanted to tell you again, specifically, how do we check this out? How do we assess for this? So the the very simplest thing you can do, there's two things you can do. Uh, One is at home and one maybe at home or maybe at your local drugstore or at your doctor's office. In, In fact, all of these can be assessed by your doctor and probably should be assessed by every doctor, except most don't do it. So first I'm gonna tell you the actual physical exams and then I'm gonna tell you the labs. And this is gonna be a short episode and that should hopefully get you started. So get out some pen and paper and get ready to take notes. The first thing we want to look at is waist circumference. I've talked about this before. Your waist circumference, not your waist to hip ratio, not your waist to neck ratio. I know I've talked about that in the past, but I will be quite honest with you. I was doing that to be nice. (laughs) The waist circumference really tells us everything we need to know in a nutshell. It tells us if you are metabolically fit or not. You guys may not like these numbers, but this is what it is. So a waist circumference uh, for a woman is going to be two inches above, or I'm sorry, two finger widths are about one inch above the belly button at the smallest partition of the waist. You're going to measure there. For women, it should be at or below 31.5. That's the high end of good health. Now, 35 inches is what a lot of people have heard, and they think, well, as long as I'm not 35 inches, I'm fine. No, incorrect. As long as you're at or below 31.5, you're fine. If you're above that, you are in trouble. If you are at 35 or above, you're in big trouble. And I'm talking significantly urgent, should be addressed kind of trouble. The measurement for men is going to be at or below 37 inches for men. 40 inches is going to be the top end of significantly urgent. We have studies to back this up, and it's a very simple Google search. Just put in waist circumference and metabolic syndrome. The reason being is these numbers will tell you if you have metabolic syndrome to some degree, but it will also tell you if you are walking into type 2 diabetes. Metabolic syndrome is simply pre-diabetes, if you will. 
Some other things that we can use to assess metabolic syndrome, you just have to have three or more of the following to be diagnosed with metabolic syndrome. The first one is that waist circumference. And for these criteria, if you're at 35 for a woman, 40 for men, that is a, that's one point. Okay, so if you're in that 31.5 to 35 for women, you're on the edge. But if you're at 35 for women, 40 for men on inches of waist circumference, you have metabolic, or I'm sorry, you have a one point towards this point system. The second thing is a blood pressure of 130 over 85. If your blood pressure is at or above 130 over 85, you get another point. Remember, you only need three points. The third point is for fasting glucose. This is something you can do at home. You can do the blood pressure monitoring at home or at the drugstore. You can get a glucometer. A fasting glucose over 100, at or over 100, gives you a third point. So waist circumference, blood pressure, fasting glucose, all things you can assess on yourself at any time for very inexpensively. If you get three of those positive, you have metabolic syndrome. Some other things to test would be uh, in your lipid profile in a lab test. So you would need your doctor for this, or you would need to submit an order yourself. There's a company called Direct Labs where you can order your own labs. Triglyceride level above 150 is another point. HDL below 40 for men, below 50 for women is an additional point. So we've got five factors here. We've got waist circumference, blood pressure, fasting glucose, triglyceride level, and HDL. I'll repeat the levels on those again. These are the five points. Number one, waist circumference, 35 or below for women. I'm sorry, 35 or above for women, 40 or above for men. Blood pressure, 130 over 85 is the cutoff. Fasting glucose, 100 is the cutoff. Triglyceride levels, 150 is the cutoff. If you're above that, that's a point. And then for HDL, you want to be low. Actually, HDL is considered the quote unquote good cholesterol, but there really is no bad cholesterol in my opinion. That's a topic for another podcast. So HDL below 40 for men, below 50 for women. We want that number to actually be higher. Those are the five criteria. Three out of five, you've got metabolic syndrome. So there you go. Start by measuring your waist and go from there. And then talk to your doctor about being assessed. Some other labs that you can add in that I'm a big fan of, and these assess for inflammation. And it tells us a lot about blood sugar handling and inflammation. And I will list them and I will explain them in a little bit of detail each one. So the first one is going to be hemoglobin A1c. This is a three-month marker for how sugared up your red blood cells are. So say you test your fasting glucose and it's at 100 or it's above, or say it's really low and you're like, oh, I'm fine because it's really low. Well, maybe not. You want to check your hemoglobin A1c as well because that actually gives us a better clinical picture of what's been happening, happening over the past three months with your blood sugar handling. We want that below five. So hemoglobin A1C below five. Again, you can order all of these yourself on direct labs. I have no affiliation. I just know it's a simple way to get blood work done. The second marker we want to look at here is C-reactive protein. This is a marker for inflammation in the body. And there's a highly sensitive one and there's a regular one. We want both of those. It doesn't matter which one you get. We want our C-reactive protein to be at or below one. One. One is the cutoff there. At or below one. C-reactive protein. We also want to check our fasting serum insulin. Insulin is the key 
that binds to the cell and allows glucose to go inside of the cell. And if you listen to my podcast about metabolic health, you'll hear me talk about how insulin resistance is a real issue when we're walking towards metabolic dysfunction. Basically, the cells can't hear the signal to let the glucose in because the insulin, the insulin sensitivity has been broken or diminished. We want to be insulin sensitive. If you have high insulin, it means that you're pumping out a lot of insulin because your cells aren't hearing it, or you've got a lot of blood sugar that needs to get into the cells. So your pancreas is responding by cranking out insulin. High blood sugar and high insulin are a very bad combo, and you definitely have metabolic syndrome if you've got two of those going. So, and inflammation, this will all lead to inflammation. Insulin and, and elevated blood sugar are pro-grow to cancer, meaning they help potentiate cancer cells growth. So we don't want either of those to be high. We want our fasting blood sugar, like I said, to be below 100. I don't want it too much lower than 80. And we want our fasting serum insulin to be around two to five. We don't want it below two. That can actually uh, be because of different reasons, but generally the person's really burned out health-wise if they're below two. And we don't want it above five because that means they're cranking out insulin because their cells are not insulin sensitive. Their cells are becoming insulin resistant. So we want a marker of two to five for fasting serum insulin. You, I would do all of these fasting, just FYI. And then the last one, critically important right now, critically important for immune health, critically important for inflammation health, uh, is vitamin D, which is actually a hormone. And we're going to run that lab, and we want those markers to be between 50 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. We've got several studies that have come out over the past 20 months showing that those with low vitamin D, say below 50, below 30, are having a very difficult time with this virus. So one very inexpensive and easy thing you can do is optimize your vitamin D levels and get them up between 50 and 80. You know I'm a huge fan of sunlight exposure. I like to tan my skin. I will say with that, of course, there's a risk for skin cancer, which we do not want. So please always check with your doctor. Write all this down, bring this list into your doctor and ask them to assess you. And if you can't get into the doctor, because I know we're in Rona season and it can be difficult to get an appointment. And I know some doctors are even saying you can't come in if you're not vaccinated. The very least you can do is check your waist circumference, check your blood pressure and uh, get a glu glucometer from the grocery store for 25 bucks or from the drugstore, I should say, for 20, 25 bucks and test your fasting blood glucose. From there, you can order your own labs from direct labs. When it comes to vitamin D, back to that, sun exposure is often not enough for most people. And so I am a big fan of supplementing it. I do think it's an important thing to sort of load up on in the fall, if you will. I can't tell you how much to take because I don't know what your levels are. If they're severely in the toilet, you're going to need a higher dose. If they are just about normal, you're going to obviously need a lesser dose. We don't want to OD too much on vitamin D. I'll tell you clinically, I've had patients not hear me when I said one drop and they took one dropper full <laughs> and they got their vitamin Ds very high. They didn't have any adverse effects because we were keeping an eye on things, but we don't want to be dosing it too low or too high. I have a great product that is inside my store. It's store.drtina.com. It's a vitamin D soft gel. We really want a fat-soluble form of vitamin D because it is a fat-soluble vitamin. So getting it in powder form, I believe, is not as absorbable as getting it in an oil form. And so I had this formulated at 5,000 IUs per soft gel. They're tiny little soft gels. You get 60 of them in a bottle and the price is wonderful. So I will offer you guys a 10% off coupon. Just It's vitamin D 10 
put that in when you go to the store, store store.drtina.com. Get yourself some vitamin D. We've got a huge stock of it coming in, so you can even stock up for your family. And while you're there, check out our basics. These are my fall basics that I use. I use year round, but as someone who tends towards getting viral infections and tends towards upper respiratory infections that turn into pneumonia, um, I definitely keep myself every year, not just since 2020, I keep myself and my body stocked up on vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. And those are all found inside my store. Great products at a great price. If you use Dr. Tina 10, you'll actually get 10% off your entire order. So I will leave you with that. I hope this is helpful. As always, if you guys enjoyed this, it means the world to me. If you'll go to your favorite podcast player and please rate, subscribe, and leave a review if you will. Leaving a few words for me, on my po- on any of these players really helps the algorithm show this podcast to more people. And I'd love to get the word out. So if you guys will do me that favor, I would appreciate it so much. Do it right now. Head over to your favorite podcast app. I use Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review, a short few words of how you're enjoying this podcast, as well as rate and subscribe. Subscriptions help. If you have any questions for the podcast or you want to submit a question that you'd like me to address on this podcast, please email us at podcast at drtina.com. That's D-R-T-Y-N-A. And my assistant will check it and we will make sure that we add that to our list of potential topics in the future. Thank you so much for joining me. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. 